0: While Emer is in silent mode, I will be reading her blog. Hi, I'm Nyri. Right here, waiting. Still in recovery, waiting on Mr Consultant, worried, thanks to the nurse, that something has happened that had resulted in me having to get sutures. I'm looking around the ward as people are being wheeled in after surgery, jealous of the lucky ones who are gently waking up. Every so often, I'd get a surge of crying that took my breath away. Recovery was open plan. I'm nearly positive that there are curtains, but none of them were pulled. The nurses seemed to be all working the room, like they were serving tables at a busy cafe. Except instead of taking orders and delivering drinks, I was still waiting on some water, they were taking blood pressure and giving drugs. The nurse's aide sat to my right and held my hand. She told me, a lot of people get weepy when they come around, it's okay. Of course that made me cry more. The not talking made me feel so vulnerable. I'm not sure why, but I felt I needed to explain to this woman why I was so upset. So I began to communicate with her via my post. It's Nurse Ratchet was constantly giving side-eye at this. I explained that I had been through this operation before and that it felt very different and that my voice was my livelihood. So I was scared that I was sore this time. That's when she told me she didn't know what surgery I had. I filled her in and explained I was not allowed to speak or cough. The penny dropped and she realised that me not speaking was also difficult for me. I can't remember her name, but she was from Ballymun and I'm pretty sure her husband was a taxi driver. She showed me kindness and compassion, which was all I needed in that moment. Well, maybe I needed water too, but hey... Every few minutes the nurse would return and disrupt the calm with a Now Emer, how are we feeling? But she never looked at me or waited to see if I was going to write a response so there was no point trying to. I understand these people are busy. She seemed to be the busiest and the most popular among the staff. They were all shouting across at her. It's hard to describe the situation. It was like she was the rock star of recovery and they all fed into the buzz bigging her up, asking her questions about her time off etc. She thrived on it. I felt like I was at a football match and she was the star player. I'm sure there was an element of my patience being thin on the ground on account of what I'd just been through, but it was all very noisy and Nurse Ratchet seemed to care more about holding court than anything else. I could see the nurse's aide was reluctant to leave my side, but I smiled and gave her the double thumbs up, mute Emer speak for go for it. And she went around the other beds. Honestly, I was feeling guilty that I was hogging her. What if there were others there who felt like me and needed her calming influence? She walked away, and I turned my head for another little cry. No wonder I was parched. I was losing copious amounts of water from all the blubbering. Right on. Between the waiting and feeling sorry for myself, I decided to pre write a series of notes I'd need for when Mr. Consultant arrived. No sooner had I started this when Ratchet took an interest in my writing. I thought, sorry, pal, you missed your chance, and tried to hide my scribbling. Pre-writing those notes was the physical equivalent of what we do in our heads all the time. Her trying to look at them felt like an invasion of privacy, like she was tapping into my thoughts. Now, I realise Nurse Ratchet is probably lovely, but she'd used her three strikes with me in the first five minutes. Finally, Mr. Consultant arrived to my bed, full of smiles and positive energy. I had a note prepared for him which, when I look at it now, was so bloody Irish. I wrote what I wanted to say and then took back my assertiveness with, all good, I hope. He stood by the bed and said, well, that went really well. I held up my post-it. It read, it feels very different to last time. I can feel something in my throat. This time. Got a fright when I came around. But all good, I hope. It feels sore. Post-op emer isn't the most articulate and her punctuation leaves a lot to be desired. He told me the soreness was normal and that the operation was a success. If I'm honest, I was just too exhausted to get into it. My writing was very slow and I was just glad to hear that operation-wise he felt everything went well. I wondered if he knew I woke up in theatre or had he finished at that point. But those questions would have to wait until I could talk again. With six weeks until I could see Mr Consultant again... I could make a list. I had pre-written a thank you note for the nurse's aid, so gay for that, and after a while I was being rolled back to the day ward by fake underwear nurse, although still feeling like there was plastic lodged in my throat and dying for water. Communication breakdown. As I said, there was no sign on my bed, so every person I encountered from this moment on must have thought I was rude. They'd ask a question, I'd try to respond with a series of hand movements that in my head were perfectly clear. But looking back, I'd say I looked more like someone trying to swat a fly. Apparently, your vocal cords have the shape of words in their muscle memory. So when you mouth the words, they are still doing the work internally. I just need to learn to write faster. I managed to scribble a note to ask for water. By this time, I was hoping that because my throat felt like the Sahara Desert, the dryness was causing it to be sore. Rational thought obviously returning I also considered the possibility that waking up with the tubes down my throat and wriggling for breath I may have scraped something or I could have just felt the sensation of them. I may not have been talking but all the voices in my head were having full-blown discussions about this. I desperately wanted my phone any link to the outside world a few hand waves and I was given my bag. I was full-scale needy now after the whole ordeal, and all I wanted to do was text my mum. It's very difficult to send a text explaining all of the above in a few words, but I tried. Then, out of pure exhaustion, I pressed send and had a little cry. As you can tell, this was the theme of the morning. Do a task, cry, have a conversation, cry. Eventually, I was given water, and as I sipped on it, I hoped the soreness would go. It didn't. I was running worst-case scenarios through my head now. I was offered jelly, ice cream, or both. I took both, obviously. Due to the fact that there was no sign above my bed, no one realised I couldn't talk. That is until I started flapping my hands like an air hostess pointing to the emergency exits. And seeing me write answers on post-its, they assumed that I couldn't hear either. Did no one talk to each other? Needless to say, it was an interesting few hours as I waited. But at least there was jelly. The woman in the cubicle across from me was dying to get a look in, for a good nose, and who could blame her? We were all bored. But when she saw I couldn't talk, she gave me those sad, I feel sorry for you, eyes as she leaned her head to one side. You know the way the Irish do, as if to add extra compassion? I was eventually told I could get changed if I felt up to it, that my lift was on the way. I had cried enough in there to have made a suitable show of myself, so I was only delighted to be leaving. Feeling more wobbly than the last time, but I was determined to make a break for it. I was told by a nurse that I would to wait and see the consultant before I left. Red flags began to wave in my head. I had seen him. Did I have to see him again? Was I spared the real story in recovery? Were the bruises all down my arm? Oh, did I mention the bruises? Yeah. My arm from the wrist to below the shoulder was bruised and pinched. Some of it I put down to the blood pressure monitor, but the rest of it I still can't explain. Unless my arms were restrained, and when I tried to tell them I was awake in the theatre, I bruised myself trying to free myself, who knows? Communication obviously not being the strong suit here. I thought maybe the nurses were not told I'd already seen the consultant, so I penned them a note. I'd say in the short time I was there they were only dying to shove the pen and post-its where the sun doesn't shine. I was right. No one had told them. He had already done his rounds. Phew. This meant I could still trust what he said. Operation was a success. Another nurse's aide said she'd walk me to where my friend was waiting to bring me home. I can remember the panic on her face when she discovered I couldn't talk. It was like she'd just been told I had leprosy, pure fear. She then started to over-exaggerate all her words and speak loudly and slowly. I nodded then I stopped walking looked at her pointed to myself pointed to my ears and gave her a thumbs up she nodded I then pointed to my mouth and crossed my hands oh right she said slowly and loudly I just smiled if she wanted to think I was deaf that was on her take me home turning the corner I saw my friend and all I wanted to do was cry no surprise there After a quick hug, managing to hold back tears, I wobbled to the car. On the way home, I began to remember that typing your replies into an app to have the words read by a robot was a slow process. And mostly by the time I had written my answers, the conversation had moved on. But my friends were patient and I just had to give into it. It was going to be the way of life for the next few days. At home, I put my PJs, slippers and dressing gown on and began to hibernate on the couch. Not before I noticed I had what looked like a hickey on my neck. I had no idea or how this came about, but by now I was exhausted and with the heating on full blast, feeling safe and cosy at home, I fell asleep. The person kind enough to lend me her beautiful voice for this post is Nairi Yergein-Harsian. We share a love of spreadsheets and of our mutual friend Rebecca. But since meeting we have bonded over good food and excellent wine. Nairi is a Trojan, and I'm delighted she had the time to do this. Thanks a mil, pal. You're welcome, bud. Terms and conditions apply. I'll be silenced for two weeks, so I need to get all my talking out now. Visit www.silenceoftheshatterbox.com for more information.